episode 95 of the Biz Talk with Bill Roy podcast. This podcast was created because we want to provide you with some insight into the people, places, companies, organizations, and issues that are important to Wichita's business community. WSU Tech President Sherry Utash, fresh off a trip to Washington, D.C., where she attended her first meeting as a member of the American Workforce Policy Advisory Board. She was there with President Trump, Ivanka Trump, Secretary of Commerce Wilbur Ross, other members of the board, including Apple CEO Tim Cook, not Tim Apple, but Tim Cook. President Utash is here. She joins us for the podcast. Glad you're back. Thanks, Bill. Glad to be here. Good Thank to you see for having you. me on the show. You bet. The big story in the weekly edition out today, we're about to hand out the Family Business Awards. Family businesses have been essential to the creation and growth of Wichita. We will recognize the work of 16 of those Wichita family businesses at our dinner Tuesday. Profiles of all the winners in this week's business journal, they start on page 9. Also this week, we write about John Bardo's legacy at Wichita State. It's a different university from when Dr. Bardo started, and WSU Tech is part of that legacy, obviously. You can find our story beginning on page 3. This week's top 25 list, Kansas lobbyists, ranked by how much money they spent last year. Some changes on the list, check it out on page 6. Also, check out our leads section, who's declared bankruptcy recently, a list of building permits, federal tax liens, new corporations, new lawsuits, real estate transactions. There's a lot of great intelligence you can use. It starts this week on page 30. Back in a moment to talk with WSU Tech President Sherry Utash right after this. Welcome to Biz Talk with Bill Roy of the Wichita Business Journal. Talking business, your business that is, is what Equity Bank's team of bankers does best. Visit us today at equitybank.com. Sherry Utash is president of WSU Tech. She led the effort to bring what was the Wichita Area Technical College into the Wichita State University fold. We'll talk to President Utash about her first meeting last week at the White House for the American Workforce Policy Advisory Board. First, Sherry, your thoughts as WSU and Wichita say goodbye to President John Bardo. He was probably the president who brought the most change to the university that we've seen in certainly a long time. You came to know him well, worked with him on the transition to WSU. What are your thoughts about Dr. Bardo? So very sad uh, and, 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 and just heartbreaking, actually, um, for him and his family and our community and certainly the university. Uh, I am very proud to say he was just an incredible man. Uh, a great educator uh, and a really visionary leader, uh, and I really enjoyed working with him. And I, you know, had the honor to work with him a lot over the last uh, three, four years on the affiliation as we moved uh, under the WSU um, umbrella. And you know, he just was the he was the kind of leader that I would always want to be. He was that guy, and he uh, was uh, he was just brave. He had a lot of courage. Uh-huh. He uh, took calculated risk, and, and 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 he empowered people to do the work that he knew they could do. And I was one of those people. And I certainly um, think he leaves a, a, an incredible legacy of innovation uh, and creativity, and um, beh- you know, behind him for the work that he's done. And I know that myself and the rest of the executive team at WSU certainly knew and understood his vision and will continue 
uh, to develop that as we move forward, uh, both in the way that we um, create innovation and creativity and looking at higher education uh, to make it more relevant uh, for today. He did have a vision for the university and its role in, in the economies of Kansas and Wichita, preparing a workforce, working with businesses. Uh, do you think that vision will continue to be realized with the new leadership? A new president can come in, obviously, and have their own vision, but uh, you and the executive team say you want to carry out what he was wanting to do, too. I think we all believe very strongly in where he was headed and what his vision was and how each of us play a role in that vision. Uh, and I do believe that not only did Dr. Bardo have that vision and was leading those efforts um, for us here in Wichita and for the university, but as from a national standpoint, higher education must continue to change and must continue to evolve and transform uh, to be much more aligned with business and industry at all levels. Uh, and uh, certainly he was a champion of that, uh, and he uh, embodied, you know, that belief. And, it, you know, my thought, as I think about everything that he was involved in, my thought is how do we continue to build upon the good work, the great vision, and the extremely courageous innovation that he had? He obviously had a vision. He got a lot done in a short period of time at Wichita State as he, when he was president. Uh, so he will definitely be missed. And uh, we'll be watching as now and somebody else takes over and, and uh, continues the vision. So we'll watch out for that. Yes, he will definitely be missed. He, yep. uh, he will be missed in so many rings of this community, uh, from the university to, to business and industry to the city, to the county, to nonprofits, to, you know, neighborhoods and, and communities, all the things that were really near and dear to his heart. Um, I love the comment that he could break eggs and not break the yolk because that, <laughs> that just truly exemplifies who Dr. John Bardo was. That's what a leader has to do, right? Just over a week ago, you were at the White House for the first meeting of the American Workforce Policy Advisory Board. Tell us about how you came to be a member of that board. Not that you don't deserve to be there, but how did that all come about? Well, it's a great question, and I asked myself that <laughs> same question. But here's the context I could provide for that. Um, certainly, it, is an ex it was an extreme honor to be invited to be on that board, and what an incredible opportunity I had last week um, going to the White House and, and being a part of this. Um, but I, I, I believe that this is how it happened. Um, there was uh, a new assistant secretary for the Department of Ed, Assistant Secretary Stump, who was asked by Secretary DeVos uh, at the Department of Education to come on her team. He had been a longtime uh, career technical education director for the state of Colorado. And I did not know him, but he was very good friends with Connie Bean, who is the state director for career technical education for the Kansas Board of Regents. Okay. When he took that position, you know, it was because he really gets it and he really understands all of this. He said, hey, I want to go on a back to school tour in the fall. <laughs> and so he called different people. And one of the people he called was Connie. And he said, hey, you know, I'm going to do these back to school tours. Where should I go in Kansas? And she said, you need to go to WSU Tech. So when his staffer called, I, I made the comment. I said, I understand he's going to tour all these, and he wants a tour, but 
what does he really want to get from this? And his staffer said, well, you know, he really wants to talk to business and industry and to education and really understand more about each of these states he's going to visit. So we put together a business education roundtable for him, and we had great um, participation from industry. And we also invited all of our superintendents from the area schools, and they were all there. And it was a it was a robust conversation about where the challenges are, where the opportunities are, and some of the things that you know we all need to be aware of in in order to really move things forward between education and the business communities. And so when he got done with his um, with his roundtable and his tour and everything, he said to me, are you aware of President Trump's uh, executive order to create an advisory board on workforce development? And I said, no. And he said, well, I'm going to just send you some things on it. So he did. And I looked at it and I read it and I thought, that is that that's great. I am so glad that there's a light going to be sh- shown on this. And mm-hmm. I'm very excited about that. And I kind of just thought, you know, that'll be for somebody else uh, to do. And that's a good thing. I'm, I love the fact they're going to do this work. And the morning of the deadline, uh, I had I got a call and um, the other end said, Assistant Secretary Stump is wondering why you didn't put your name in on this um, on this advisory board. And I said, well, I read it. And I just thought that's work that, you know, I'm, I, I'm so glad it's going to be looked at. And I'm so glad that there's going to be an initiative to, to move things forward. I just never thought that I would be considered. And he said, I think you should probably put your name in. <laughs> so I did. And uh, the rest is history. But um, I, I really owe this to um, Assistant Secretary Stump because I think he was a huge advocate for me being on this board. And um, and certainly my perspective will be different than everybody sure. else. After meeting everybody last week, uh, my perspective will be much different, which, you know, would be exactly like what he would do, I think, because my perspective is, you know, I work with students all the time. I'm on the ground. I work with business and industry, and I'm trying to, to, to create that, um, that good economic bridge between the two and career laddering and uh, education laddering, you know, vertical, side right. by side, right? so that we can, you know, drive economic growth in this community. And, uh, and so my perspective will be much different than anybody else's in the room as far as my life experiences right. and, and the work that I do. I don't want to list everybody who's on the board, but I want to give people an idea of who else is serving on this board with you. Tim Cook, the CEO of Apple. Jenny Romady, the CEO of IBM. Marilyn Hewson, she's the CEO of Lockheed Martin. Barbara Humpton, CEO of Siemens USA. Doug McMillan, CEO of Walmart. Home Depot's CEO, Craig Manier, the president of North America's Building and Trade Union. Several from education, like you are. Uh, that's a pretty impressive group. Uh, did you get a chance to say hi to everybody? I did. I actually got a chance to meet each one of the people that were there. There's four people from education, uh, the president of Western Governors University. Uh, there is a professor of economic economics and policy reform from University of Tennessee that actually um, was on loan and did some work uh, for, um, I think, two years prior to this. And she's on there. And then also the chancellor of the Kentucky Community College and Technical System. So there's four of us from education. 
uh, I had the honor to meet both of the governors, the governor from Iowa and the governor from Indiana, along with all the CEOs that are on on this uh, board. Certainly uh, an, uh, an extremely uh, astute group of people, mm-hmm. highly, highly educated, highly intelligent, uh, with really interesting, interesting perspectives of how particularly from the CEOs, how they're bridging this whole workforce issue uh, within their industries. And then from the state of Iowa, um, some really interesting initiatives coming from that state, uh, invest, investments that they're making, initiatives that they're taking in order to uh, create the workforce for the future. Uh, a lot of talk about um, the integration of technology and automation and what does that do to the existing workforce and what kind of education, retraining, retooling will that take. Uh, and certainly then um, just identifying, you know, that this is, I mean, the thing that I love about this is there really is a light being shined on the fact that this is a national issue. Right. And then for everybody around that table, whether they're a CEO, they're a governor, or whether they're a WSU Tech president, we're all a microcosm of that macro issue. Right. And I think that's the thing that was so evident around because everybody is having the same issues across this United States of America. And how, how do we fix that? And how do we, and we've got to put some time and attention and some resources behind that. We were watching the coverage on TV and saw you over there and we were excited but you say there was something that was unexpected that happened during that meeting talk about that oh extremely unexpected (laughs) well i mean the whole day was surreal okay so you walk into the white house i mean i you know i mean i wanted to be just will say i kind of wanted to be a bobblehead just you know look around (laughs) everywhere and i couldn't do that Um, but i really wanted to and uh it was it was a surreal opportunity i mean there was military escorts everywhere there was secret service there was security of course and and um but there but there was a and there was a little bit of media as we started this but we took a break a 10 minute break and uh about two minutes till four when we kind of reconvened i mean the media swarmed in this room and I would say there was somewhere between 50 and 60 media people that just swarmed into the room. And shortly after that, President Trump and Ivanka Trump came in. And uh, the, the very unexpected piece was uh, Ivanka kind of level set where we'd been the last couple of hours and what we'd been doing. And she handed it over to President Trump. And um, he talked briefly, but he said, you know, I really want to, I want to know each of you. (laughs) Certainly he knew a lot of people at that table, but he certainly uh, didn't know everyone. And so we had an incredibly awesome opportunity to introduce ourselves to the president of the United States of America. Right. And the minute he said it, I mean, I'm sure, you know, I may have been the only one in the room. I think there was probably a couple of others that were like, wow, what in the world do I say? (laughs) Um, Because certainly that was uh, uh, ex- Temporaneous speaking at its right. at its finest, so um, that was a great opportunity though. And um, um, but it just it, you know what it said to me was it said that he's really really passionate and interested, and he be- and he knows that there's an issue, and then how can his administration lead a advisory group and this national board by uplifting this critical issue making making it giving it a sense of urgency right and then creating a guiding coalition in order to make impactful actionable 
decisions. This will not be a white paper group. There is no way. In fact, um, there was a couple of comments. Well, now we've had our first meeting and we've done the perfunctory things and now let's get down to work. Right. So it was, um, you know, I, I'm very excited about the work at hand. Um, and it was an incredible opportunity to meet President Trump and to meet Vice President Pence and Ivanka Trump and Secretary Ross. So what, and you acquitted yourself very well, I should say. Thank you. You got Thank high you. marks back here in Wichita. So, Thank you well so done. much. Yeah, I was surprised. You know, of course, my phone was in my purse on silent. And when <laughs> I got out of there, uh, I mean, my phone was blowing up I with pictures and text and all this. And I, had, I mean, I had no idea what. I had no idea that was going on. Right. So, uh, you know, when I saw that I was on Fox News, I was like, wow. Well, that was, <laughs> that's, that's just pretty cool, you know. You bet. So, little Wichita girl, you know, native Wichita girl goes to the White House. And uh, it was a, it was really a great opportunity. Um, I will cherish it forever. And, uh, and, and I know it's a once in a lifetime type opportunity, looking forward to going back, looking forward to the work at hand, uh, and was very impressed with the CEOs and, and their depth of knowledge about what they were doing within their companies, um, and, and how they're working collaboratively with uh, educational institutions across the United States in very creative ways. Uh, and I think there's a lot to be learned. What's next? So next, uh, March 15th, I think that's coming right up. That's mm -hmm. this week, I believe. Uh, we will get uh, our work group assignments. And then uh, we will meet in our work groups at least once a month, if not twice a month. And we will do that virtually. And we will be assigned White House staff in order to help get that work accomplished and uh, keep us on track. And then our next meeting of the board is June 18th. And so we'll be back in D.C. on June 18th for that next meeting. Then there'll be uh, that, that that kind of a schedule will continue uh, until July of 2020. Uh, so our appointment lasts until then. And um, we have a meeting uh, board meeting in September and December and then next March and next June. We talked before about your appointment to this board and uh, how seriously you take it. Uh, you talked about you're not just representing WSU or Wichita. Mm -hmm. You have greater representation here uh, as being this person from Kansas on this board. Talk about that a little bit. Well, it is a great opportunity not, not only to represent WSU Tech and Wichita State University, uh, but to, to you know be a representative for to the two-year educational sector right. across the state of Kansas and, you know, and within the United States of America, actually, if you think about it. So it's really, I mean, it, it, I, I take it very seriously in the work that we're going to do. Um, I want to make sure that I represent all of us to the very best of my abilities to do so. And I want us to here take the same sense of urgency that we have on a national level. And I believe that becomes part of the real advantage we have by having representation from Wichita and Kansas on this board. There's certainly no bigger topic right now for Wichita and Kansas than workforce, mm -hmm. uh, whether it's talent attraction, talent retention, just filling the jobs we have. And uh, you do have a big resp responsibility. So Yeah, the talent ecosystem uh, has been and will continue to be one of our biggest 
challenges. And, you know, everybody says, you know, it's the chicken and the egg. Do you need the people before you get the business growth? Or do you need the business before you get the people, you know, the workforce? And um, we have so many workforce needs right now that are unmet. I think we have to, I I think it's imperative that we as a community and as a city and as a region say, this is an urgency for us. Right. And what are our actionable steps going to be to take this? And where do we go from here? What are the things we're doing now? And what can we add to that? And how do we continue to keep this really laser focus uh, that we need? And I think, you know, Project Wichita has told us that. The work that the Greater Wichita Partnership Council is doing. I mean, there's so many things that are, you know, kind of driving down that road. Right. But I tell you what, this is a great opportunity for us to... Again, use some of the data points that we know we have here in Wichita and in Kansas and mirror that like they did in the national setting saying, here's why. Right. And mirror that and say, here's why this is so important for us. And then takes maybe some of these same steps from a local perspective and kind of rally around how do we how do we take these things to the next level? What are those action plans that we need to be doing and and how do we solve this because it would be my belief that if we can figure this piece out the talent ecosystem out we'll not only take care of the companies that we have here now but we will be a high attraction area for other companies to consider that's the other thing I think you know I mean I'm going to take every chance I can to talk to all those CEOs about what it's like to work live and play in Wichita Kansas Well, we will talk more about the board and President Utash's work on it. Watch for that in the March 22nd Wichita Business Journal Weekly Edition. And we have invited Dr. Utash to share her experiences with us as she goes on on this board and guest columns. We'll be writing stories, all that on our website, wichitabusinessjournal.com. Congratulations on the appointment. Uh, We're looking forward to, to hearing more from you. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. We'll be back in a moment. At Equity Bank, stories of growing businesses are a favorite of ours, so we created our own little series called Napkin Stories. Visit EquityBank.com to see how some great businesses got their start. Well, that's it for BizTalk with Bill Roy this week, episode 95. Check out all our episodes at our BizTalk with Bill Roy hub. It's at WichitaBusinessJournal.com. Thanks for listening and subscribing. BizTalk with Bill Roy is a production of the Wichita Business Journal. Thanks to producer Brittany Showalter. And thanks very much to our sponsor, Equity Bank. Have a profitable week.